From Podcast One and the Lady Gang, are you ready for a relatable, unapologetic take on life? This is the Ladies Like Us podcast with Nazanin Mandy and Nadia Mohan. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Like Us. I am, oh, shall we change my name in this first, <laughs> this next episode? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, change it. Go, if you, that's what you want to do. I think I'm just going to, because we just already said we have the show as Nadia Moham, I'm just going to say Nadia. So here I am, guys, Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nadia. I'm Nazanin Mandy. Welcome to our show. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Happy Tuesday, guys. Oh, another Tuesday. I know. I feel like this last week just flew by, and I don't know what happened with it, what I did with it, what I, I like, <laughs> I'm just like, what do I even talk about today? <laughs> like, No, I feel like Ju- that's June has felt like that. Right. Like it was like June 1st and the world is shifting and everything is flying by. Totally. It's, yeah. I can't even believe it's about to be July. Like half the year is already over. It's I know. Crazy. Oh my God. It's scary. I know. It's insane. like, who was I talking to? Probably Darla. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Probably Darla. That's <laughs> a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, and I know this sounds so silly, but I'm like, damn, 2015 was already five years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I know that's so silly and it's like, duh, but oh. it just doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel that far away. Yeah, it's all perspective. Yeah. Shit, even 2000 doesn't even feel that far oh, away. Oh, I know. And that was 20 years ago. <laughs> For real. It, it's just, man, time is flying. It's crazy. Oh, I know. And it's weird because you would think that this year would be so slow and would feel slow and drag because yep. of what we're going through and quarantine and everything has slowed down and it and it has you know for some parts of it but at the same time here comes July what the hell <laughs> yeah it, it's wow. so crazy too like looking back on like May and April mm-hmm. I, I can't even remember certain days I know it's, all really, just it's weird yeah it all just melts together. Yeah. yeah. Usually I'm like, oh yeah, in May, like we did that. Or like, I remember that day, but I really can't re- like remember. Because we haven't been doing shit, but like staying at oh. home, working. <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah. It's so bizarre, man. It's just, it's crazy to think like what 10 years from now, you know, we're going to look back at this time and it's like, what, what are we going to gather from it? What are we going to remember? What are we... Man. You know, what are the changes from 10 years from now? What will the changes be? Because hopefully I will it's say, more positive. Ah, man, it's hard to certain parts of it. Yes. I think socially, hopefully we'll be in a better place, but the world as a planet and our ecosystems and what we're doing to it is, is we are messing it up. We really are like the global warming and just the environment in general. Like it's awful. Did you see um, in um, the, like the Eastern, like, like Bahamas and Puerto Rico and all the area, did you see that big dust storm that's coming across them right now? Darla mentioned that this morning we were talking about it. Dude, it's so crazy. So apparently, so apparently it's a normal occurrence. It's not an abnormal occurrence. It comes from the Sahara Desert and it's this huge dust storm. But I guess like this 
time around, it's like really, really big, like bigger than normal. And it's, of course it is. Yeah. It's just, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Like we are destroying our freaking planet. And it's so sad. No, I know. Yeah. It also is like, man, what is the planet going to look like even when we have children? Right. Which, and that's, you know, who knows when, but it, it just makes you think, I don't know. We're leave, we're going to be leaving this planet one day and who knows how we're going to leave it. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of makes your wheels turn as far as conspiracy theories on the fact that, you know, and, and I'm not promoting them or, or, you know, um, saying that they're not true, but just that the w- wheels are turning in the fact that like we have too many people and wouldn't it be so convenient for somebody to just release a freaking virus that would wipe out a lot of people because too many people is a problem. So it's an interesting, I mean, yeah. Population control. I do believe is a real thing. Yeah. You know, um, that's a scary thought. Yeah. It's scary, but it's, Man, yeah, it just makes you think, like, what if, you know? Absolutely. And especially, like, from what I'm seeing, and obviously we never know if it's true or not, mm-hmm. but, like, supposedly the number of cases, especially here in California, have, like, spiked. Right. Um, which and it's only getting worse. Yes. So now it's like, oh, gosh, are we going to go back into quarantine? Like, I keep thinking that. I'm like, let's just get prepared because... At this point, you never know what's going to happen. I, th- I totally agree. And I think at this point, well, not even at this point, I think I started to kind of, and I don't know if this is just kind of the person I am, but I've kind of implemented into my mind that like, this isn't going to go away anytime soon. And this is just how we're going to have to live for a while. And like, okay. I'm not holding my breath for you know, when it's going to go away and when we're going to get a vaccine and when things are going to go back to normal. Like I've already eliminated that out of my mind. I I just, I can't, I can't go there because for what, you know, it's just, I I don't know. I just really, I truly think that this is just how it's going to be for a while. I I actually really agree with you. Yeah. We're going to have to find a way to, you know, if we choose to like function with this around Mm -hmm. us, um, we have to, you know, we have to, you know, people have to work. Yeah. You know, like that's reality. They need to pay their bills. They need to pay their mortgage and rent. Like that's the way the world works, you know? So like finding a way to move with it, I think is going to be crucial. Cause I agree. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime yeah, soon. Anywhere. And, and it's scary for people to think like exactly they do need to work and people's livelihood have been at risk this whole time. And so mm-hmm. Now they're, you know, not now, but they're encountering, well, yeah, I guess you could say now because more places are opening up and more people are going back out into the workforce. It's like you're forced to like sacrifice your health and wellness for money. And it's just such a up equation, man. It's like, no, truly like like for Omar, um, their office was supposed to open back up this week. Um, but what they did was they were going to do a voluntary, um, like time until beginning of July. And then they were going to enforce that you would have to go back. However, they, they, what they did was because he works in an office space. So Mm -hmm. they gave everyone, um, like a, uh, whatchamacallit, like a switch off day. So like some people go in Tuesdays and Thursdays, other people go Mondays Uh and Wednesdays. And then no one, no one goes in on Fridays. They work from home. 
So just to limit the amount of people that are there, that they're not sitting close to each other in the, in the desk area. And so they tried it out this week and mm-hmm. um, they went and they already had somebody who was possibly exposed. Oh my gosh. I know. Really? Yeah. Well, he went in on Tuesday and while he was there, one of his coworkers was like, Hey, like, I don't know. Uh, I just found out this morning that my aunt has it. And so I might've been exposed, but I'm not sure. And so like, you know, should I say something? And Omar's like, yeah, you probably should say something. Right. And so they, you know, they had to send everyone home and now they're back to square one again. And they, you know, they can't, oh, they're not sending shit. people back because it's just, it's too risky right now. Like, yeah, it is because if one person gets it, that whole office is, yeah, it's scary. And, and they're doing a really good job of thinking of everything and covering all their boxes because they like, they've, I've, you know, I've heard all his meetings and all this stuff of what they've been doing and mm-hmm. they're having a cleaning service come in. I, I think once a week, if not more like a professional one to like disinfect the office and everything. And then they have, um, just strict rules about, you know, you no loitering, walking around, like you go to where you need to go and blah, blah, blah. You have to wear a mask and they're providing them with cleaning supplies and hand sanitizer and masks. And like, they're giving them all that stuff. Right. So, you know, they're doing their best, but it's just like, it's still scary enough. It's still scary. Yeah. You're at work. So, and you're distracted. It's so easy to just, you know, pick something up, touch your face. Absolutely. It's so easy. You don't even do it on purpose. You're just naturally doing what you normally would do. Absolutely. Yeah. The minute that you know, you can't touch your face, all you want to do is touch You're like, why is my nose itchy? Why is my eye itchy? No, it's so annoying. But, um, funny you mentioned the, like being unaware, like, you know, when you're out and about and stuff, this is my problem with people that are going out partying and drinking and going to bars. It's like you, why are you putting yourself in that position? I don't understand if you are going to Vegas, if you are going to bars, if you're going, you're going there to party and you're going to drink. And when you drink, you, your, your guard is down and you're not thinking clearly and you're going to fuck up. You're going to put something in your mouth on accident or touch your mouth or whatever. It's just like, why, why are you putting your, I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand people doing this right now. They, I, I mean, I get what you're saying and I agree with you. Um, but people are, have been cooped up and they're like, screw it. Like if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. I'm going to go live my life. But it's just not fair and it's not right. Right. And because let's say that person does get it, they come home and it's like, let's just keep spreading it. And I think what people aren't realizing too, because I think people say, if I get it, I get it. Oh, well, like, you know, I can survive and they'll look at the numbers and survival rate and all this stuff. But it's like, they're not realizing what that does to your body, what the virus does to the body, like the aftermath and the repercussions, like there's irreversible damage done to the lungs that I've seen so far. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are losing their sense of taste. And like Omar has a friend of a friend or whatever that got it or his Mm -hmm. brother's friend or something like that. And he said he knew he got it when, when he realized he didn't have sense of taste. So then he got tested and you know, he went through it and he said that the most he got was extreme body aches. Like he was so uncomfortable and he couldn't taste anything. But he didn't get like a cough or any of that stuff. Uh-huh. But 
he still, and I don't know, I haven't followed up, but like for a while after, he still couldn't taste anything, even after he was better. So it's like, I don't want to lose my sense of taste. (laughs) Wow, that's, that's really crazy. Yeah, so it's just like, I get it. You know, we are cooped up. We are tired of being inside. It does suck, but we have to really reevaluate our priorities in this moment and realize, you know, is it really worth it? You know, can I, and it's a true test of sacrifice. Can you really sacrifice? Can you go that far? Test yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Cause it, it's be strong, be stronger than that. You know, it's, it's hard. And listen, not everybody, there's no perfect way of doing everything. Like, you know, I've seen some of my friends, we've gotten together, um, but we're doing, we're taking every precaution we can, you know, and I just think the public space is where I get worried, you know, when people are going out to Vegas and, and, and clubs and bars, that's the part that I can't even, I can't even picture going to any of that. No, Uh, I would get an anxiety attack. Yeah, I would for sure. Um, but I know in LA there's like, people are throwing underground parties. Like it's that serious. I'm like, you guys, come on. Like, it's not that serious. It really is not. Yeah. That's how many times are you going to do the same thing you've been doing for years? Right. Take a year off of it for one year of your life, you know, explore yourself and sit with yourself and see what you learn from yourself. You know, it's, Trust me, I, like, we discussed this, I'm a party person, like, not going out and being social, it's difficult, but, you know, I've been okay with reconnecting with myself on a deeper level, and really just kind of, like, sitting with that silence and that patience and just getting to know myself and getting to know Omar, and it's just, it's an important time, you know, to do that. Across the board, it's an important time. Yeah. You know, how how you choose and what you choose to do during this time is important. Yeah. It's so important. You know, if if you don't choose to push in other ways, choose to look inside yourself. Yeah, exactly. All of it is important. Uh, I've been, uh, it's what's important to me has been eating lately. (laughs) (laughs) Eating, honey. Eating. Oh my God. What have you been eating? Fuck! I put a I put jeans on today because I was like, you know what? Yes. I put jeans on in a couple of weeks. I should try this out, and it was not pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta go back to your gym. I gotta go back to your garage gym. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome anytime, anytime. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just um, the past couple weeks I just haven't given a flying about anything and just been eating everything so I gotta reel it in I gotta reel it back I knew it was coming I I, I, when I was doing it I was like you're gonna regret this (laughs) (laughs) I was fully aware (laughs) so you know you just get to like a breaking point you're like I can't eat this anymore yeah that's how I get and then I take a break and then I just you know get back into clean eating and working out and then I feel good and you know the vicious cycle and then I'm like oh I lost five pounds I can eat whatever I want (laughs) oh my god it's sick and twisted but it's real (laughs) it's very real do you know how many people like go through that I know 
everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I trust me. I have my moments. I know. I've seen it. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh no, we can't do this right now. I, cause I like physically just feel like even my mind is cloudy. You know, when you eat, yeah. you just feel like, oh yeah, you do. You feel sluggish. And yeah. 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 You, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's fuel for your body. And if you're putting shitty fuel in, you're going to feel shitty. So exactly. The better stuff you put, you know, the more sharp you'll feel and motivated and active so i mean it totally makes sense <laughs> but but, <laughs> uh, but yeah what else um i took penny to the vet she got her little teeth cleaned oh and she they pulled out they pulled out two of her bottom teeth which were like so teeny tiny but it's so she cute now because so now cute. she looks like a yeah she looks like a kindergartner that's missing teeth <laughs> she looks so cute, you guys. You should post a picture of her. I know, I should. <laughs> it's so cute. But yeah, so I did that. Finally, that felt good to like take care of that. Um, and then I had a little mass removed from her neck because it had just kept growing. And uh-huh. I figured, you know what? She's going to be under anesthesia to get her teeth cleaned. Might as well just take that out while, while she's there so we don't have to keep putting her under. Right. Um, so yeah, so they took that out and they're going to check it out, but she's getting old, you know, little things here and there. Do you notice her like moving differently? Like, is she slower? Yeah, she's older. I can feel it. She's, she's just different. You know, she's just moves at a different pace. Oh, it makes me so sad. No. And and she's not even like that old. Like she's 10, but she's considered a senior dog and um, you know, she could live up to 17 or she could live to be 12. Like who knows? So I'm just trying to do everything I can to make her little life last longer. No, I, I trust me. I feel you. And that's all we can do. I know. That's all we can do. Baby. Yeah. They were telling me she's, um, her back right leg is like starting to get arthritis and Oh, she's starting no. to get early signs of cataracts. So I'm like, no. Oh, oh my God. I see. No. I know. You haven't heard anything about the cats yet. They're like, they're, they're nine, right? They're turning nine in November. Oh, okay. But yeah. they haven't said anything? They're, no. I mean, you know, Munch, I have to watch his hips because right. his arms and legs obviously are not normal. <laughs> A normal cat. Um, so that's the first sign I think of him aging are going to be his hips. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm good. We'll notice a difference for sure. But I have a feeling vanity is going to live a very long life. Yeah. I think so too. Like she is just so active. She goes to the vet. She's fine. Everything is normal. Like, I don't know. I have a feeling she's going to be around for a long time. It's her wild spirit. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we need them to last forever, please. Please, God. Invention. Like, no, uh, what were we watching? Miguel and I, you know, we were watching some like weird clone thing. And they were talking about like, would you clone your animal? Mm, I've I've heard of that. It's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's extremely expensive. I don't know how I feel about those things. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, no disrespect to people who do it, but it's kind of strange. It's, I just feel like our animals, everyone's animal is one of a kind. Right. You know, and 
I, I don't know if I want, I want to duplicate that. Right. They're How just, weird, huh? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just feel like each animal is special in their own way. And I, I don't want to mess with that. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel the same way. And then it's like, so you, so you do it and it's like, is it the same spirit inside of the animal? Like the same, I don't know. Vibe, like the same personality. Like it's so bizarre. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get. I think internally I have no idea. Yeah. It's weird. I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. I don't think it's for me. So what about, what, what about, um, stuffing him? <laughs> Would you stuff him? <laughs> Just, oh, I don't want to think. You have to. He's too cute. <laughs> oh, man. You need to put him on the mantle and look at him forever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it just is all so much. I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we have um we finally are getting to our round two of ladies like you. Um we did that a few weeks ago, but then you know, shit was going down and we needed to talk about it, so we never got to it. So Without further ado, coming up after the break, we are going to have Miss Erin Courtney back on, and we are going to be answering your questions, and it's going to be good. So come on back. We all need a break now and then, but why not keep your brain active while you relax? That's why I love the fun puzzle game, Best Fiends. When you need some me time, Best Fiends is a fun escape from the everyday. There are thousands of fun challenges and tons of cute characters to collect along the way. What I love about Best Fiends is it never gets old. I never get tired of playing Best Fiends. The lights, the characters, and the fun challenges always keep me engaged. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips and you can even play offline. With over 100 million downloads and a ton of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. Download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. And we're back with Erin Courtney. Hey, girl. Hey, guys. Missed you. Missed you. (laughs) (laughs) We're the Sty Eye Twins. Oh, man. We're messed up. (laughs) We're messed up right now. I'm so glad you guys can't see us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, my eyebrows are orange right now. So, are they? Yeah. So we all have traumas in the upper region right now. In the yeah. upper face region. Yeah, I like my brows, and we left it on too long, and now they're orange, and now I have to put like powder on them every time. And wow. So I don't feel very cute right now, but whatever. <laughs> You look cute, though. I can hardly tell they're orange. I can't tell. Yeah. No, you can't really tell. Oh, got it. (laughs) Um, And Erin's here with her super black sweater. Yes, I am super black. Blackity black black. Blackity black. (laughs) (laughs) Of the the lighter persuasion, but still very black. Hey, that's still black. Right, right. Still very black. (laughs) Uh, Where'd you get that sweater? That's dope. Um... I am unsure. I think it was from a company called Melanin Apparel. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Nice. I, I got a couple of cute ones. I actually have um, a really cute green t-shirt that has like the Dunkin' Donuts emblem on it. But instead of saying America runs on Dunkin', it says America runs on racism. Oh, 
Well, it's there you good. go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get into this shit because, man, we had so many questions um, from the last time. And I just went back and I started scrolling. And I will say majority of the questions that most most people submitted Mostly women. I think there was one guy in there in the mix. Um, and it was a lot of relationship stuff. Like people just really I have a lot of relationship questions. So Ooh, let's, let's do get it. Into our first one. All right. Hold on. Let me put it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if she wants to be private. So I'm just going to read it off. My boyfriend and I have lived together for four years now. He has never paid or helped financially. We've had, <laughs> look, look. We've had several talks about it and still nothing has changed. Then I found out that he hasn't even been saving for a ring or saving for us to get a house. I don't understand where his money has been going. I feel like I'm being used. I'm thinking about breaking up with him. Help, please. Run. I... <laughs> I think, <laughs> okay. Run I fast. Before you run, you should really have a, a really deep conversation with this man and ask him all the questions you need to ask him. Everything that you've said to us, ask him. He needs to be honest. Where is his money going? Where is right. this going? Right. You know, and if he can't give you a straight answer or if he, the answer you, he gives you isn't what you can agree upon, then you run, right? Yeah. It's, it's strange that um, four years is a long time to not know, you know, your spending habits. And if you guys live together, I don't know how long. Oh, they've lived together for four years. I don't know how long they've been together, but they've lived together for four years. Um, and yeah, listen, I was in a relationship where I didn't ask too many questions either. And that didn't fare so well. So you guys got to ask questions. You know, you it's. And it's not, um, you're not prying into their business. You have decided to be with this person and okay, so you're not married and you don't have your finances woven together, but that's still your chosen person that's supposed to be your partner. And this apparently is not a partnership. Your life. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I don't know what his contribution is in the relationship. Everybody has a different dynamic and different rules to their relationship there's no one size fits all because hey you know maybe your arrangement works and it doesn't work for somebody else you know that that's your prerogative but you gotta find out where the money yeah, is going you, you gotta ask questions and and it could lead to shit it could be gambling it could be prosties <laughs> oh, no we hope it's not that prosties <laughs> oh man no, i'm just kidding that's the so prost- but it's <laughs> it could be camping. it's probable and i've seen it yeah we've seen it we've seen yeah. it because where is it going or or on the other side on the flip side maybe he's helping family that he's not telling you about so there's so many possibilities either way you have the right to ask about it and have right. that conversation uh especially before you decide to break up with that person because you've already invested four years at least exactly you know, you owe your relationship the conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, he wants to be a stay-at-home dad. Maybe he doesn't plan on being a provider. Maybe what you want in a man and what he plans on, like the man he plans on being are two different things. Mm-hmm. 
And so that could be a thing. People really need to figure out what his destination is and if it aligns with yours. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, bottom line is communication. Um, on the other hand, like if she's saying he's never paid or helped financially in four years, that's kind of crazy. It's a, like, it is, it's very crazy. Like nothing ever at all. <laughs> like he never bought you a burrito. Like I, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Like what are his responsibilities in the relationship? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you need to have that talk because finances is the number one reason um, marriages is the number one reason for divorce is finances. And, you know, no, nope, we don't want to talk about it. It's not fun. It's ugly. It's it's uncomfortable, but you got to talk about it. So Absolutely. until you do that, you can't do much else. Nope. OK, um, next question expecting growth versus trying to change someone what is the line Ooh, that's that's a heavy one mm-hmm. um where would i even start with this and that that can um cross many different types of relationships they're not being specific as far as like you know boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever um absolutely I, I think Bottom line, like you can't want more for someone than what they want for themselves. Absolutely. You know, like let's start there. Yeah. Um, you can motivate somebody, you can tell them or you can explain to them what you observe and what you think can work for them, but like they need to discover and decide this on their own. Yeah. And it's up to you. And let's say this is a, a relationship. It's up to you to decide, am I willing to be patient and wait for them to re- reach their highest potential or is this not for me? Right. You know, I, that's where I it gets tricky though. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I feel like I often feel sometimes, well, later on in my life now, I've thought about the fact that when you, let's say romantically, like you meet someone and they're not everything that you pictured or wanted, or they're not crossing off all the boxes. It's kind of like, I always think you just have to take them as they are in that moment mm-hmm. and realize that, okay, maybe they do have this potential and it could, you know, they can change and blah, 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 and these expectations, or they could not change and stay the same, which is more than likely what happens, right? Exactly. So it's kind of like when you go, and you buy clothes that don't really fit you and you're like, well, I'm going to wear this when I lose 10 pounds and you keep it in your closet and it just sits there and you never get to it. Forever. It's like, don't do that forever. <laughs> your skinny clothes, they're there. Like, <laughs> I got those. I have you so know? many skinny like, clothes. <laughs> you can't get rid of it because you're like, one day. <laughs> and it's so cute. It's so cute. I know, but you, you can't. You can't do that. That's not what's happening right now. You know what I mean? And when you get to that, then you can buy the skinny clothes. Or same thing with with relationships. I just think, you know, like with Omar and I, when we first got together, there were certain things um, as far as like the way he would do things or his personality or certain things that didn't always match up in my mind to what I had previously thought I wanted or or expected in a partner. Mm -hmm. And 
I decided, you know what? I can compromise on those things. I'm okay with him being that way on those things. Yeah. And just got real with myself about it, you know, and, and accepted it. And if they want to change and work on those things, they'll do it themselves. Mm -hmm. And there's certain things that, you know, he's changed because he wanted to, you know, different mindsets or whatever, you know, he'll tell me like, you know, you make me want to be better, you know? And I think that that's what you're looking for in a partner is you want to be better for your partner and you want them to be better for you as well. You know, that we're just striving to be our better selves. Individually and together. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, you yeah. just kind of have to harness, I think you have to harness those expectations because we can just kind of get carried away with them. And when you set the bar really high for these crazy expectations and that person doesn't change, it's a huge letdown. Well, and also it gives room to harbor resentment. Right. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Once you start harboring resentment, it's really hard to shake that off. Totally. Yeah. Potential is dangerous. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, potential is dangerous. And um, you definitely, if you are looking for a specific thing, you need to get that, not the potential of that. Right. Like if you know you need something in a relationship and it's not there, the potential is not, it's not promising at all. It never really is. Like know your deal breakers and what you're, yeah. Yeah, everyone has their own. When she says like, what is the line? That's up to you. You know what I mean? Like everyone has their own, deal breakers that they can and cannot deal with and you just have to be real and honest with yourself really mm-hmm. yeah and know what those are you know because i don't know expecting growth it's like that sentence in itself it's like it's a lot of pressure on somebody you know what i mean and we are all well most of us want to grow but there's a lot of people who are just perfectly content with how they do things and who they are, they don't want to change or grow. Yep, that's yeah. true. So, I don't know. Yeah. You just got to be mindful of that. And be realistic with what your partner is is open to do. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that people can change, you know, but I don't know. I just, I don't hold my breath on it, basically. <laughs> It's like if you change, amazing. I'm so great. I'm so. Ha- I mean, I'm so happy for you. But it, it, you know, you can't expect it from people. Yeah. You know? I once came across a quote that said, um, "Accept, don't expect." Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question is, okay, finding balance between the two and knowing when to bring your, okay, this question's worded a little weird. So I guess what we were asking was relationship and life questions. So she's saying finding balance between the two, Mm -hmm. Um, knowing when to bring your partner and when it's just time for the girls or vice versa. So knowing when it's boyfriend time or significant other time or I mean I I feel like you know feel the room know the room if you know you know it's mostly girls and you guys are doing you know more of your girl things like it's okay to leave your partner at home for a couple hours like you know just know what's up or if you're if your girlfriend are friends with your boyfriend and they're fine with him coming over then bring him I don't know. I think right. it's about knowing 
what's happening? Like, what are you guys doing? And, and knowing the room. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. What the scenario is. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. And, and I don't I, think there's really much more. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Every relationship is different though, too. Like some people really like to be with their significant other all the time. And some people love to, but need a little break, you know, either. Right. Or yeah. fine. I think it's just how you handle your relationships at the end of the day. Yeah. I also think it's up to you. I think I think that you shouldn't let either party pressure you into spending more time with the other. If you yes. want to be with your man, then be with your man. If you want to be with your girls, then be with your girls. Don't feel yeah. bad because you haven't seen your girls in a while because you're spending more time with your man. That's This is the person that you're choosing to spend your life with at the moment. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, um, no. I also think that um you again read the room if your girls are like mostly single and there are no other boyfriends around and it's just y'all like that's the relationship then that's the relationship and you just have to respect each relationship for what it is yeah for sure what about when it's flipped around and you're in a relationship and you'd rather spend time with your friends than your boyfriend or your girlfriend then you might need to check your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm you're saying? Not, you're not building a life. And, right. You know, you're not building a life and like having children with your homegirls. Right. So right. like what's actually happening here? I think it's a sign. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I think so too. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I like what you said about like one, you know, like your friends shouldn't guilt you. I think some friends do that. They guilt their friends mm-hmm. into being like, oh, now she has a boyfriend. Now we don't see her anymore, blah, blah, blah. And, and, it, and it, it can be, I understand it, but at the same time, it's like, it's like you have to let them do, do them. Exactly. If they're, if we know that they're that type of person that just likes to buddy up with their, with their significant other and that's it, then that's the kind of friend you have. You can't change them. You can't force them to hang out with you or want to hang out with you. Right. You know? Yeah. So that that also as a friend teaches you like where to put them in your life. Right. Know they're that kind of friend. Don't, you know, don't get hurt by it. Just know that that's reality and it is what it is. How do you guys feel about when, cause I hear this often too, like, um, let's say there, there's a friend that we have or somebody has and they get in a relationship and they're all, they're gone, right? They vanish. They're with that person. Then they break up and they want to come back around again. And it's so? just constant back and forth. I know. Right. But some people get really upset about that. So what I do think you that say? those, I'm sorry. I think that those kind of people um, need to check themselves. I think that they have a, I don't want to say like a unhealthy obsession, but like you have unhealthy expectations of your friendships. Like you should, I mean, I feel like everybody, if you don't have these kinds of friends where like you can not speak to them for however long and pick back up, like nothing ever happened. Those are really healthy relationships because you're not trying to, you know, you're not like controlling what, what is happening. You both are living your lives and you are truly connected. So there's no falling out. You know what I mean? I think those, the clean, those are really right. The, the like clingy and the, um, Mm-hmm. I don't want to say overprotective, but you know, people, I know what you mean. Yeah, it it gets old. It gets old mm-hmm. really fast, and actually could really backfire and really hurt your friendship. Yeah, it's like, why are you so obsessed with me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think we should we should give 
our friends more grace. You know, it's like, we all do it. We all vanish for a little while when we're in love and because we're in love and we want to be with that one person and we're obsessed with that one person. And it's normal, you know, in my eyes, it's normal. Um, but, but I do think that there's still a level, there's like, um, I don't want to say a hierarchy, but there's certain like, you know, there's a certain, how do I say this? Like, for example, I feel closest to you guys, right? It's like Nas, Aaron, Darla. You guys are like my closest friends. Right. There's a level of attention that I give to you guys more than other friends. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that's just – you still have to be a good friend also and be present. So, yes, you may be off gallivanting and in love, but you should still be there for your friends. If, if, if Aaron, you need my help with something, I'm there. You know, you, you can call me and text me. I'm there. I'll be there for you. Same thing with Nas. You know, like, right. it's – you still have – you. I mean, if you want that, if you want those lasting friendships, you still have to be a good friend too. You can't just dip out. That's the negative part, right? You can't just dip out and not be a friend and be completely MIA and then expect the friendship to be exactly the same. You know, there's that side of it too, you know? But then let's also talk about compassion. What if I dipped out and you thought it was because of a man, but really I'm like having a really depressive moment? You know, I like I would reach out. I mean, that's the thing. That's what your what is your friendship? You know what I mean? Like we yeah. would communicate. I would hit you up and be like, are you good? What's going on with you? And you would communicate back with me. Like, yeah, I, but that's that's because I'm that kind of person. But what if I wasn't? And I'm like, yeah, girl, I'm good. I'm just whatever, whatever, you know, and I don't because I don't want to talk about it because I'm not ready to talk about it. It, that's just having compassion for your friends. Like you can't judge them for what they decide that they want right, to do with their right. lives. Like you just right. can't like no matter what you just cannot. But yeah. if I, I just feel like if I don't do anything to disrespect you, if I'm not the kind of friend who, when I just pop back up, I just want things from you and I'm asking for all kinds right. of favors and then I'm gone again. Like that's a part of being a good friend too. But that also doesn't mean that I'm checking up every week to be like, Hey girl, I know I haven't been around, but you know, there's just different levels there's just different levels and I think having compassion for people um just period is important because you just you don't know what people are going through like you just don't know what what if it is because of a man but he's abusive and she's afraid to say something you just don't know you know you just got to let people have their space until it's ready to be revealed if if something is actually amiss you know Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where that grace comes in. You got to do that mm-hmm. for your friends and mm-hmm. have strong uh, instincts when it comes to your friends. Mm-hmm. I know if something is wrong, like I could feel it, you can, mm-hmm. feel it, you know, and then you uh, like what Aaron, what you were saying, like have to have that compassion and empathy and understand they may, they may not be ready to talk about it mm-hmm. you know? and don't take that personally. Right. And if you feel it and you, you can feel that something's not right, you won't take it personal. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. That, yeah, that not taking it personal is one of the most important tools that you can have in your little emotional tool belt of relationships. Like, and of you, for life. That's what life. I mean. Yeah. If you can learn to not take anything personal, like you will have the upper hand in most situations. Yep. You'll yes. be in control of your emotions and how you feel because you're not letting that person enter into you and rattle you up you know you're just like i'm not gonna take that personal you're going through some shit like you Mm -hmm. know so that's a good one all valid points guys yeah (laughs)
Yeah, read the four agreements. That'll help you. I love that book. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's one of my Bibles. Yes, yes, yes. It's, in, it's incredible. I just made my mom read it. Now that's all she wants to talk about. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's yeah, so- it's, it's incredible. I'm going to get that. I'm going to order that. I keep forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There, there was a lot of questions about how to get over somebody. Um, so I'll read this one in particular, but this was a common theme was just like basically how to get over heartache and heartbreak. So how do you get over someone who broke your heart? I feel like I'm still so in love with this guy, but I shouldn't be. He decided to leave because he said I deserve better. And now he's blocked me off of everything and won't even respond to my texts. I feel stupid for begging for someone who doesn't want me. I just don't know what to do anymore. Can you offer any advice? Shit. Who wants to stop? Who wants to tell her? I mean, I have so much to say. <laughs> I have so much to say. Who wants to tell her? Well, the main thing is you need to love yourself first. Man. Like, that's, that's the whole, the whole, that's the tip top of the umbrella of this whole conversation. Everything that else falls underneath it is you need to love yourself first and put yourself first. And don't you ever beg someone to love you ever nope. again in your goddamn life. Right. <laughs> okay? So wait a minute, Nadia. Tell her, <laughs> let's talk about what loving yourself entails. Let's okay. talk about that. Please go ahead. Oh Lord. Okay. Um, now I'm on the spot. I'll help you. I'll help you because loving yourself sounds like such a broad thing. People it always does. say like, Oh, you need to love yourself. Love yourself. You're like, how in the F do I do that? Right. So you are talking about a man who literally decided to leave your relationship. And for whatever reason, like whatever reason, it doesn't even matter. You deserve better. You probably do. You should probably listen to him. So loving yourself means not worrying about why someone else won't accept you. Right. Mm -hmm. That means like learning why you need to accept yourself, Mm -hmm. knowing that whatever you did in the relationship, if you felt like you did your, your damnedest, you tried your best to keep it and to, fix it or, or whatever, right. then good. But if you feel like you did not, then you need to explore that and figure out what you can do better on the next round. And whoever gets this next version of you is a very lucky person because you've done your work to figure out how you cannot have that happen again and where you went wrong. So right. loving yourself is a really difficult thing and you really got to dig deep and figure out where your part in, in the demise was. And exactly. once you are, once you accept that, okay, this is probably where I messed up. I was probably too clingy. I probably care more about him than I did myself. Because one thing that I've learned over my past couple relationships is I will never, ever, ever love a man more than he loves himself. Mm-hmm. I cannot do that. And, and nobody can love me more than I love myself. Mm-hmm. So if you get into a situation like that where you just feel like you cannot even live without this person, you probably need to stop, check yourself, reel it in, and figure out where you're not loving yourself because you are clinging on to something that you don't deserve. Right. Why are you, why are you putting yourself in a position to hurt? Like, this person literally, they don't want you. So what? Like, somebody else does, and you should too. You should want yeah. you. And that should be yeah. enough. Loving yourself and, is hard. It's a lot of work, but you got to do it. Yeah, it is. And that rejection, that 
you know, feeling of rejection that somebody doesn't want to be with you right now. I get it. It hurts. It, it's a huge blow to anyone, you know, to, to feel that way. So it, you, you, I don't want to disregard this person's feelings or people that go through heartbreak because that is so real and we feel it, you know? Um, but like you said, you, we really, you have to look inside yourself and say, why do I want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with me? What is that about? Mm-hmm. You know, cause there's, there's definitely deeper meaning to that. It, it might be so deep that it goes back to your examples. How were your parents? Right. How were the people right. that were around in your life? You know, totally. are there abandonment issues? Like, is it really, really that deep? Like it's yeah. important to look back on those things as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to re- deconstruct it all and, and go back, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know this. I think, you know, I've said this before um, that I always believe that a man does not complete me, that I am a whole person on my own and that I, it's my responsibility to myself to love myself the most and to try to be the best version of me that I can be, you know, and, and, learn what my flaws are and what I don't like about myself. Like that's all of our responsibility. And when you are solid in that foundation of who you are, not many people can come and wreck it up for you. Mm -hmm. You know, you have that solid foundation. Doesn't mean you won't feel heartbreak. It doesn't mean you're not going to go through pain and cry and and feel miserable. You know, that's going to happen in life. And you have to actually also feel those things as well. You do. You got to heal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You have to look inside yourself in order to heal. You know, it's, it's the only way. And, and once it's you tough, it's tough, it's really tough. It's not fun. It's oh. not pretty to really look, take a hard, honest look at yourself. And that's the hardest part is, you know, being honest with yourself because then also too, do we ever even have a real sense of who we are versus, you know, how other people see us? It's, it's never a complete matchup. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, you have to always kind of check that and, and, you know, have those good people around you that can give you those, that voice of reason and and who understand who you really are that can also help you get through these times too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, yeah but like also like listen to what he said you deserve someone better okay you know yeah like it's fine and and that doesn't mean that you did anything wrong but it also doesn't mean that you need to fight for that because he thinks you're a good person he thinks you're a good person and that means that you should finally go and find a good person too because he's obviously what he's telling you is he's not ready for somebody of your caliber or he's just not ready for you, or he just doesn't want to be with you because it doesn't, whatever reason is behind the, you deserve someone better. Listen, it, it's not going to work. Like, and, and if you have to fight for that much, like if you have to fight that much for that, then it, you know, it's just not worth it. It's not worth your peace. It's not, he's not worth your effort. Yeah. Like you're wasting it. You're literally wasting it. So listen to him and do not waste your time. Yeah. You got to walk away. You got to know when to walk away. That was another question that people had was how to know when to walk away, you know? And, um, I just think like when you do decide to walk away, like for me personally, and this is 
this is just how I am. Once I decide I'm over something, I'm over it. I don't look back. And that's a gift for me in some ways. I don't know if that's a negative or positive thing. For me, it's always been a positive. It's ended positively. <laughs> positively? Positive. How do I say this? Positively. Is that right? Yeah. It's your intuition. You, you trust your intuition. Exactly. You trust yourself. Yeah. That's exactly. really what it is. And so when I, when, you know, my ex and I broke up, um, there was a short term of limbo afterwards only because I think it was more of like a slow detachment of, okay, we're broken up, but we're still kind of talking a little, we're still kind of hooking up here and there, but I'm not like, I'm not attaching myself to that. I'm, I'm just only taking it as for what it is. And then I just decided, you know what? I'm done. Like I'm done with this. Like, it's like ripping off the bandit. You're slowly doing it. And then all of a sudden you're just like, fuck it. And you pull it off. Yeah. You know? Right. And I deleted him off of all my social media so that I wouldn't have to see him. You know, I think that that's helpful. Just kind of like delete that person for a minute so you can just heal and, and silence that because sometimes when you're still talking to them, it can get kind of confusing too. You know, you need that break it, it from that. The, the connection is there, which is also could lead to false hope. Right. Yeah. Totally. You know? Yeah, exactly. I so, think for me, after, after my relationship, um, I, when I decided to leave, I think that I knew first that I probably needed to leave. It, it started like, I probably need to leave. And that's where it sounds like whoever wrote in, that's where they are. Like, I, right. I, I'm considering it. I probably need uh-huh. to do it. And then I exhausted all of my options. I had the conversations. We went to therapy. I, you know, offered ideas. I offered help. I did this. I did that to try to fix our problems. And once I feel like there was like literally nothing else for me to do, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is where it has to end. Cause yeah. there's, there's, I've, I've exhausted everything. Exactly. And now, now if I decide to stay, I'm literally just waiting for this person to change whatever this is that I, I'm, I'm needing them to change. For sure. So, And yeah. make you peace of mind to know that you feel like I, I tried everything I could. Absolutely. Like, are you glad you did that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Glad. Yeah. I think. I'm sorry. I said, cause you did. Oh yeah. <laughs> you I did. did. I did. I did. Yeah. You did. <laughs> yeah. I think like when you're in a long-term relationship, you, you kind of owe it to the relationship because if you've been it for that long, there's, there's something there. There's a connection. There's a bond. There's a friendship. There's something there that's worth trying to save if you can. So, you know, go to therapy. I think some only, and I'm saying this because we get, we're also on the flip side in this world where if it's not for me, I'm over it and I got to love myself first and move on. Well, the downside is that you can maybe not communicate properly with somebody, maybe not put all the effort in that you tried. How many divorces of people that say, man, I kind of regret divorcing them. I feel like we could have tried harder or gone to therapy. I mean, I come from a family. I'm a product of that. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you, you got to know, you got to feel like, okay, like how you feel. It, you know you did everything you could, mm-hmm. and this is the end result. And now where it gets gray is that some people spend too much time doing that, and they spend years and years trying and trying, and it's, it's a one-way street. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you got to also know and differentiate, okay, I've, I've been doing 
doing this for too long. I got to put myself first now. Mm -hmm. So, so many things. I mean, a lot to consider. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like, listen to yourself, listen to your body, listen to your, how you feel when you're around them, how you feel when they touch you. That's a very telling thing. Um, Just listen, listen, listen to your intuition and listen to your body. It'll tell you when it's not right. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yep. And love yourself, bitches. Love yourself. (laughs) All right. Um, I think that's all we have time for today. Erin, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. America. Yes. (laughs) Erin, where can people follow you? You can follow me at E underscore scissor hands. That's S-C-I-Z-O-R hands. Or you can follow me just um, on my website, AaronCourtney.com. That's where I am. And Aaron, when are you starting up your YouTube page? I will hopefully have my first few videos up for you guys um, in like a week or so. So hopefully very, very soon. Okay, good. You guys hear that? I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. We're excited for you. Big things popping. Big thanks. <laughs> Bye, All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Ladies Like Us from the Lady Gang and Podcast One. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Faquet. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts, and tune in for new episodes every single week. Welcome to the Related Podcast. My name is Carly Bible. And my name is Amanda Bible. And we are two sisters that are obsessed with inner and outer beauty and everything in between. We hope to inspire you and bring you behind the scenes to discuss all things related to our lives. And nothing is off limits. (laughs) You can download new episodes every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podcast One.